Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Morning, everybody. Knock that guy off. 710 KNUS. We're Denver's talk station on a Saturday morning, March the 2nd. 710 KNUS Weather Center. Weather says 67 and breezy down tonight to 35 and tomorrow it's kind of cold, 55. And it won't come back even all a part of next week. But it is headed to spring, headed to daylight savings time, and a perfect time to try and pull this show off. 303-696-1971. You want to do this one? All right, Lou. Lou Gonzalez, it's his birthday this morning. Got the con, and this sets it up. Johnson. I went to the Can you do this? The master of the Delta Blues. As the story goes, couldn't play a lick and went down to the crossroads hmm. and sold his soul to the devil. 710 Kane U.S. Denver Stock Station 303-696-1971. Is it possible to sell your soul to the devil? Um, it's been an interesting experience to run this kind of a theme. And as I mentioned to Caldera in the past, um, the, the I've, I've been thinking about this for, I mean, forever about Joseph Kennedy, that he, in fact, sold, made a deal with the devil, sold his soul to the devil, and then double-crossed the devil. And when he did that, the devil took every one of his kids and t- or turned one of them into a bum, but turned the rest of them, killed them all, killed Joe in the war, almost killed, Jack was almost killed in the war. Then Jack was assassinated, Bobby was assassinated, and then go on to John Jr., J- uh, J- uh, John John, and generations of the Kennedys have p- had their lives taken. John John in a plane crash. And is it possible? And so... I get all kinds of uh, really interesting text messages and stuff that people send to us on, like that idea, do this, do that. So knowing nothing more than just about the legend, I spent a couple of weeks to prep for the show and to to read what's available, and there's quite a bit, in fact, available about this. So possibly, and um, someone who wishes he did sell a soul to the devil, Dick Wadhams, will be with us at 10 o'clock, uh, but... Um, the word appears all kinds of different ways, and I'm wondering what people think. I'm really drawn to this. So 303-696-1971, lines are wide open. Think this one through. You've heard stories about selling your soul, but what does that, what does that entail? And like John said, you know, that when someone you love so much is in pain, you know, you, you try and make a deal. Can you? And the cost of selling your soul. 
And so Robert Johnson, who I just love his music, and there's not much of it, but he was the preeminent. He went down to the crossroads, and the crossroads are there. Dr. Faustus, that, that tale, is a man who makes a deal with the devil in exchange for his body and soul. And the guys receive supernatural powers and pleasures for 24 years. Then the devil agrees to the trade. Faustus enjoys the pleasures of sin, as the critique goes. And his doom is sealed. At the end of 24 years, Faustus attempts to, to beat the devil. That's what it's called. Thwart the devil. But he meets this very frightful demise nevertheless, and the legend works well. It's a morality play, and if you read medieval history, uh, then you know that the morality plays, which I later think have gone to professional wrestling. All right, let's do this. Uh, talk about dear friends. It's Mike Boyle. Mikey, man, thank you. And... Uh, you went in on this one, do you? I want in on this one, Peter, and I want to thank you for keeping me company on my drive to Colorado Springs for my <laughs> show down there. But, you know, I'll tell you something. You fly into Memphis, and you go to Beale Street and B.B. King's, and you watch the Ducks at the Peabody, and then you drive and you go to Grayson, but then you go down to Clarksdale, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. And... And the Ground Zero Blues Hall. It's owned by Morgan Freeman, by the way. And, um, God, matter of fact, they let you write on the walls. If somebody wants to go there, they will see Mike and Kaylee Boyle from when we visited. And then you're right. You go down to that intersection, 49 and 61, where Bessie Smith was killed in 1949. And you ride down. And you go through Rolling Fork, Mississippi, where McKinley, you know who McKinley Morganfield is. Absolutely. Muddy Waters. That's right. There's probably not a lot of people that know his real name. And on down to Vicksburg. Peter, that, and the story was, I'm sure you know, is that when the blacks came to New Orleans in the music, you could either go diagonally up to New York for jazz, or you could go straight up the Mississippi Highway to the Delta for the blues, and uh, Keith Richards and people like that oh, man. down there and traveled. The and, list. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is an absolutely fabulous trip and wonderful people. No, ab- absolutely. Uh, Robert Johnson, who I've always loved his music, but I've never taken much time other than I knew that Dylan talked about, you know, and it's the intersection of U.S. 61 and U.S. 49, and it's Clarksdale, as you point out, and that's the, the as the legend goes, um, Robert, Robert Johnson couldn't play a lick, and he, and he goes down to the crossroads, and, he, and, he, and when he returns, he is none other than that man, Robert Johnson, and he passes in 38, you know, I read, really read a couple of interesting bios, but he's kind of mysterious, too, no one knows much about him. But there's so many other people that have alleged to have sold their soul. You think it's possible? Well, you know what? I'm not selling mine. I know who's getting mine when I'm done, and I still can't sing a lick, so I guess that that's proof. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, Robert Johnson stands at the crossroads of American music, and much of it is rumored that he stood in the Mississippi crossroads and sold his soul to the devil in exchange for these unbelievable musical gifts in his art and his well, life you're 100 percent right it's called you know it's a faustian deal oh yeah it goes and so um it's a fascinating story and oh. 
I'm, I'm just nibbling around the edges. My guess is that you've forgotten more about this than I'll ever know. Well, but it, it's just a you go down there and you listen. You go into those blues halls, those clubs, yeah. and the music is. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to like blues to go down there and just get into it because it's the music of the people of that land, and you can feel it. So, you know, my my take on Joe Kennedy that was really kind of kicked this around and started it up, um, I believe, and it's belief only, somewhere along the line, you know, Joe Kennedy made a deal with the devil, and he double-crossed the devil. Faust attempts to... Uh, the are the Dorian Gray. Um, there's a list of uh, people that have alleged sold their souls. In fact, one of them is Bob Dylan, that people believe that Bob Dylan somewhere sold his soul. Um, and in the Hall of Fame, Robert Johnson went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 86. And so when you think about it, it took everybody a while to, uh, to, to get to Robert Johnson. But he may be the first ever rock star if there ever was one, and um, it, it goes on. So uh, the idea of selling your soul, and if you read the philosophy of it, it is a metaphor for betraying your core beliefs. In other words, you're willing to do something bad or immoral for money, power, or success. Joe Kennedy. <laughs> Pete, Pete, you know what? There's, there was a study not so very long ago of Olympic athletes who said something like 50, 60, 75% of them said that they would cheat to win a golden Olympic oh, yeah. Sure. And, and so, I mean, there's instances of this throughout history, and there's instances in, in our daily lives today. Well, that was the part of it, that selling your soul is a metaphor. Uh, in other yeah. words, you're willing to do something bad, as you point out, or immoral for money, power, or success. What about politicians? And bi- biblically, by the way, selling your soul means that you've given into sinful temptations or chosen, in fact, to become a Satanist. And there, there are so many signs they claim that, so, they, that you've sold your soul. And, I mean, there's a bunch, bunch of biblical signs and or, you know, philosophical signs, you're selfish, you, you compromise your values, you care too much about what other people think. They go on the list of things like that. I don't feel, I don't feel that that's selling your soul. I mean, really, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, Pete, you and I are living proof of people that have given into sinfulness. But we've never, to the, and I can't speak for you, relinquished our soul. There's a difference in being a sinner and relinquishing your soul. And uh, and as we've gotten older, I'd like to think that we've made a couple of adjustments, Pete. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I, <laughs> I do think, One or two. Um, yeah, thank God. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that there are, I used Olympians as an example. Mm-hmm. I think that it, you can look at cycling with a guy like Lance Armstrong. There's another one. Huh? You can look at politicians. There's more. I think I think that there. I, I, I feel pretty strongly that we've got a guy that is not as morally upright as I would prefer right now. So I, I, I think that there's examples of this, and I do think that you're right. 
that there are people that would forsake whatever comes after oh, no question. in exchange for success today. There's no question that now, is there a way to actually sell your soul? Or they just are willing to be behave what in whatever manner that it well may be uh and again back to this selling your soul being a metaphor for portraying your core beliefs uh are there do you think there's any any politicians on on the horizon right now that have have done so well they don't come immediately to mind but i'm sure that there are that's a little bit of a cop-out answer and if i thought about it a little bit harder I think I could probably come up with right. two or ten or a hundred. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's an absolutely great topic. And I'll tell you, I think that we all individually know people oh. that have gotten oh. a little closer oh. to the edge. Oh. <laughs> this this business and the things that surround it, you often yeah. wonder. Um, but can a soul actually be sold? And... Uh, and down to the crossroads, Robert Johnson, the undisputed master of the Delta Blues. And I, I'm not, you've been there. I've not been there. But it's this intersection of US 61, and that's Highway 61. We have a lot of text messages. Uh, Hillary, Clinton sold, Hillary Clinton sold her, her soul to the devil, uh, her mentor, oh, Solinsky, yeah. Um, I hope this show... Is up right away on the podcast. I have a meeting to get to, but I really want to hear the rest of it. That's kind. Uh, don't forget. Well, I'll tell you something. I I agree with that listener because I'm driving down the road. I've just pulled into Colorado Springs, and Pete, it is a fabulous topic. You know, and been, I can't listen. I can't listen to the rest of it, but I'll be checking I'm out see. the podcast. Thank you. Uh, all right, Bubba. Thank you, man. Um, Mikey Boyle. Okay. Thanks. All right. So the next one. Uh, don't forget, Joe lobotomized his daughter, Rosemary. Oh, sure. Um, Joe Kennedy is a ruthless character. All right, 303-696-1971. We'll start it up. 14 after the hour of nine. As you know, we have our new start time now. We go nine to one, and Johnny Caldero's got those first two hours. Um, the topic itself, and again, it rolls off of many, many shows talking about, uh, t- talking about Robert Johnson. I'm not talking about Robert Johnson. Excuse me. Robert Johnson comes up. Talking about Joseph P. Kennedy. And um, did Joe Kennedy do it? Again, the email or flying or these texts, uh, one messy, uh, on one hand, you've stated you don't believe in God. Now, on the other hand, you believe in the devil. No, I don't. It's not that. I'm asking if it can be done. I mean, it's up to you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to convert anybody one way or the other. I think it's just a great on-air topic. And so presuming you found the devil... And he's going to need to do the paperwork, I guess. And it's this uh, bureaucracy in general, but it's a, the underworld making a deal with the devil. So if you, if you think it through, 303-696-1971, you've sold your soul, soul of the devil. And then the metaphor is it means that you're willing to do something bad to gain money, to gain power, to get success, common signs. They claim that you've, Sold your soul include being selfish, uncompromising, the rest of it, to regain your soul, accountability for your actions. So what does it mean to sell your soul? Uh, let me see, through the wall. Uh, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Carrie, uh, I don't know I, mean, I don't know much popular stuff, uh, Taylor Swift, 
so many in the entertainment industry have sold their souls. Our lines are lighting up. This ought to be a good good on-air. Wadham's at 10. Uh, the shoot, we did a shoot this Thursday with this. We'll have him on the radio show next week. Uh, this guy, he was really good. His name is Michael DeMeo, and he's a former CIA guy. And we have him up on the shoot. You go to the website, 710KNUS, and then just click on shows and scroll down to me and hit it. And that will come up in this next week. Our shoot is going to be um, Billy and Jeff. They'll be Now I think they're marking over a month having their new morning show. And they'll come in and shoot with a 67 and a lot of wind today, 55 on Sunday. David Ellis Jewelers, and you've heard me talk so much about David, taking your valuables to David to get a fortune in cash and secure an appraisal from David for all that are things that are valuable that you have tucked away. Still true. Let me share the other reasons to see David. First of all, he's just a friend. And in case you don't have a Rolex watch, uh, rare coins, a silver tea set, see David Ellis for all your most meaningful gift-giving occasions. David Ellis Jewelers, just the right idea, just the right time, the right place, the right prices for special people. That means the most to them. Antique watches, uh, emerald pennants, gold necklaces, diamond rings. This trusted jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques here in Colorado for decades. It's my friend. Dazzling showcases, hundreds of new and used pieces. Visit David Ellis Jewelers right now. See for yourself. Look for the black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Six days a week. David's there as we speak. Explore davidellisjewelry.com. Call my friend David. 303-322-8779. 303-322-8779. And tell him you heard it here on 710 KNUS. What do you want to do here? We can take one call. All right. This is, uh, by the way, this is Lou's birthday, and so we'll do that. All right, we have one line open. We'll start with Frank. Hey, Frank, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, Peter. Excellent topic. I've always thought about the like the legend of Robert Johnson. And yes. I've always wondered in the context of Joe Kennedy, um, and and others. I mean, others. It's you know, I here's the thing that I think is interesting, and I think it's presented this way. The devil always shows up at the crossroads because you've got multiple choices of where to go yes and the the um what what i think is interesting is that this is presented as binary like an immediate binary choice do you do it don't you do it in reality it happens incrementally and that's a problem and that's where it gets i think you know where i philosophically believe it gets people it would be much easier if things were uh just binary choices, go one way or go the other. But what happens is you start one step or two steps down a path, pretty soon you're all the way down it. Well, yeah, that's and, and, that's the metaphor uh, of selling your yep. soul. Uh, that's, I mean, there's all these different definitions of selling your soul, but the one is this metaphor for betraying core beliefs for gain. Yeah. I, at one at one point, I mean, I do. I look. I got absolutely no use for Hillary Clinton, but at one point she was an innocent individual. She was somebody who was not who she is now. Where on that path did, did she go completely? Did, did it tilt over for her? You know, she was, she was a gold, she was a gold, she was a Goldwater girl. Um, I've read her life and her mother and father and her father was, um, um, upper middle class, hardworking guy. Her mother had had a really rough life. And um, she was she was radicalized uh, as a as a young woman. 
Um, and well, she and was, it's kind it, of politics aside because because I I think it's more just she's she's not a good human being. I mean, it's it's similar to the Donald Trump problem we have now. Is he's not a good person. But at some point, where did it tilt? I remember Mike Rosen used to always ask, if you take a big pile of sand on a table and you remove one grain at a time, at what point is it no longer a big pile of sand? Huh? And that's what, what I wonder about these people. At what point do they cross the tilt line no. to being not good? No. I, I don't know. No. It's a good, you know, it's an interesting question. Because I think this happens incrementally. It, it does not happen immediately uh, in the Robert Johnson-esque fashion. But Johnson, again, there's so little known about Robert Johnson, but he, he, he sells his soul to the devil in exchange for this musical talent. And it's based largely on folklore of the American South that identifies the crossroads as a site, and in fact it is, where, where packs, maybe P-A-C-T-S, are made. And uh, throughout the lyrics... Uh, he's he's singing, I and mean, when we played him before, but there's the Faustian bargain, and the Crossroads yep. Blues may have been John. And we played part of that Robert Johnson's Crossroad Blues, but uh, it goes on. Dylan, everybody does them. Uh, so is it first of all? He just disappears too, didn't he? Robert Johnson, like like you said, he was kind of aroused about, and then he just goes away for for a period of time. Nobody knows where he's at, mm-hmm. what he's doing. Comes back. And then he reappears, and he somehow... He can play. He and, can and play. How do you explain? How you can't. Do you, explain that? you can't. And then he... he and, and his even his death is a mystery. Um, some people think a woman... Yeah. A, a woman... Uh, uh, mur- poisoned him. Her husband poisoned, yeah, poisoned him. All different kinds of answers, but... Uh, That's what I thought. It was poison. Oh, yeah. I thought it was poison. But yeah. how the heck did that he, had only, he only had a short run. I mean, truly. If he oh, said, no, he died young. Yeah. Super young. So he... Yeah. Between 1932 and 1936, and he only made two performances that they recorded, and the Crossroads, man, when he sings about the Crossroads Blues, have been down, went down to the Crossroads. So yeah. how many how many people, would you go to the Crossroads? If you would thought, I yes. I, I wouldn't even go there, because the problem is, I don't want the choice. I don't want the choice. Yeah. I don't want the binary yeah. choice, because I'm afraid of what I would do. <laughs> And that's that. The Isn't that the truth? Love the call, Frank. Thank you, man. To uh, the wall real quick, and then we'll pause. Donald Trump sold his soul to the devil. But when it was time to pay up, he found a way to stiff the devil, just like everybody else, and did business with Trump, who did business with Trump. Yeah, the, and they mention all the different people that's starting to fly in. Can Can you sell your soul? And it's been... This knock-around topic in open lines, we bring stuff up, and someone. And so I finally thought we'll do a show, but I wanted to spend time, uh, not just you know gassing on it, but really trying to understand what that meant. So you sold your soul, or can you sell your soul? A lot of music and a lot of literature that you can. We'll take your calls. Seven ten, Kenyos. I'm Peter Boyles. Good morning, sixty-seven and windy. Dick Wadhams at ten. Hang on, seven ten, Kenyos. Here we go. Charlie Daniels. Devil went down to Georgia. Woo! Why always is it in the South? There it comes. Selling your soul. Mine is Johnny. <laughs> I got Charlie Daniels stories when I was working with Bob Lee doing a morning show on KLAK. Woo! And then we went and saw him uh, 
before he uh, he passed away, and he had become a different guy. But boy, he was a rounder. We had a time. Sixty-seven will be the high today. It's the morning show on seven ten K and US. I'm Peter Boyle. It's good to have you here. Fifty-five tomorrow and forty-two on Monday. And is getting this thing underway. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Uh, the, the the film they're saying this to me, Father, where art thou? Um, that's Ulysses. That I don't. It was about selling your soul, but it's Ulysses. Um, can you sell your soul to the devil? And again, this is one of those show topics that I, you try and you know prep up for every show. But I really I spent two weeks reading. It doesn't mean that I know, but I, I would I, I would make these passing remarks about. Uh, Ambassador Joseph Kennedy, the father of the rest of the Kennedy brothers. And when you look at his life, and we were we've been talking about it, when you know his father was a was a was a bar owner in Boston, there all the Irish that came over and the Irish were exed out. Uh, you know, the, the 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 rules and the laws that pertained to Irish. I mean, he gets into Harvard, I mean he does he breaks a lot of the um of the existing rules. And goes on to become fabulously wealthy. Uh, and he goes in Hollywood. He make, He's in the film industry. He, banking, he gets out. Becomes the American ambassador to the court of St. James. Um, doubles back. Comes back to the country. Uh, tells people England can't win. Uh, it's been argued about his stance on Hitler. Goes to Hollywood. And most of the moguls that ran Hollywood were Jewish guys. And he... He lectures them about um, making films and the kinds of things that Hitler's going to do. And then, as he's fabulously wealthy, but his son Joseph dies in an airplane he had taken off, literally on a suicide mission. Uh, Jack, of course, in PT-109, and then the assassination of Jack and the assassination of Bobby Kennedy and you know, looking at Ted Kennedy. And then the next generation starts to get taken. And so we, I, I sort of throw that out, you know, like like a, in passing. And enough people were sending in notes, and they wanted to give 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 uh, their talks. And I thought, well, we'd do a show. So what happens next? This is Mike. Mike, you're on the radio show. Good morning. It's Saturday. Yeah. Hi, Peter. Got a follow-up since I, I think we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Hey, um, <clears throat> Robert Johnson played what's called the slide guitar blues, and um, – it's, as a side note, it's interesting that the church-going folks in the black community, especially the black women, used to call the blues the devil's music. Oh, the devil's music, absolutely. So um, I, I kind of mess around with guitar, um, and I've tried playing slide guitar. Very difficult, hard to do. And if Robert Johnson went from zero to 60 <laughs> by, by going to the crossroads, yeah. <laughs> something something happened. Because I'll tell you, it takes to play it uh, where it sounds like something more than just screeching. It takes years of practice and work. What do you think, what do you think of, uh, Eric, of Eric Clapton? And, you know, he... He was a big believer. I'm read that he's a believer, and he wrote, you know, I'm going down to Rosedale, take my rider by my side, and and he allegedly going down to the crossroads. What do you do with that? Well, he, by the way, he has a good version of oh, that I know uh, Robert Johnson song. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I'm a tremendous fan of, of Clapton. Yep. Um, I, I think he got his talent or his skill through 
practice, 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 yeah. and you know, many years of work, but. Pretty interesting that uh, he taps into that also. Remember, I mean, Robert Johnson, as the story goes, was this lazy womanizer and couldn't play a lick. And, right. and he leaves. And when he comes back, he can play his eyes out. The undisputed master of the Delta Blues. He went to met, well, the, you, met the devil at the crossroads. Yeah, and, you know, they used the slide. The slide was a, a, like a bottleneck yeah, top they, of a bottle. They, they'd, or, heat, they'd heat it and, right, and then, then cut it. And they'd... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've always read. But you slide it along the fret there, and it produces Mm -hmm. those emotional, almost screaming type sounds. You're you're expressing your pain, your... Your anger, you know, the, the life conditions down there in the South. Yes. And, uh, it, you know, he does it so well. I mean, yes. you, you played the, you played the version of it earlier mm-hmm. there. And, uh, you know, you can just feel the emotion. You, it, so it's not easy to do. I'm telling you, it's not most, easy to do. Most of the people that I've read to get ready for this is, that there's a place called Clarksdale, Mississippi, and owned by, as Mikey Boyle said, owned by Morgan Freeman. And it's the intersection of U.S. 61. Again, what did, what does Bob Dylan do? Highway 61 revisited. And then U.S. 49 is the cross. And the good place to begin your search, if you don't find the devil, there's a good chance that, you know, you can... And how do you, how do you even... And by the way, in my reading, all these different ways how to, how to find the devil, how to sell your soul to the devil and then there's that back part of it it's it's a metaphor so i ask you is it possible <laughs> seriously uh okay um i'm gonna say uh almost anything's possible uh i'm i'm at a point in life where uh um, yeah, you know i can i can believe yeah. i can believe in you know just about anything and uh i i tend to question everything but yep. uh boy just everything's possible. So, so hey, um, yes. Highway 61 revisited. Thanks you, for that. I didn't realize that was uh, connected to that. Yeah, that's a, that's a new yeah. learning for me. Well, I'm a huge Dylan fan, and when I read that most historians or most believers, maybe that's a better way to say it, suggest that the intersection of US 61, that's Highway 61, and US 49, were the place that Robert Johnson was the place Robert Johnson sold his soul. And Dylan does Highway 61 Revisited, and I went, wait a minute. You know, and I'm a, I'm a huge Dylan fan, by the way. So uh, I, I am, too. Yeah, yeah, so, but uh, I didn't never made that connection well, until I started listening to you today. So. Well, let me, let me, I brought in so much junk. I, brought, I found this, this site called 10 Celebrities Who Claimed to Have Sold Their Souls to the Devil. Bob, number 10, Bob Dylan. <laughs> I, 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 I'll read it to you. Legendary folk rock icon has long been the center of rumors and speculations regarding his persona and his musical prowess. He can Now we can't say whether he actually sold his soul to the devil. His life and career have been shrouded in mystery. Dylan's early career saw him rise to fame and then descended his ability to reinvent himself. Some suggest that his Highway 61 revisited cover has this eerie crossroads sign. I've looked at it on, on the Internet. It's a nod to the classic blues legend of the Devil's Pact. All right, Peter. He came out of Hibbing, Minnesota. Yeah, his name's if Zimmerman. You know where that's at? Yeah, Robert Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Yeah. How does somebody come out of Hibbing, Minnesota, and appear in New York and start uh, playing and writing the songs that he did? Pretty amazing, isn't it? Way amazing. <laughs> All right. Hi. Great. Love it. Thank you.
Thank you. 303-696-1971. A text, Peter the South Practices Black Magic. Um, And Dylan's Highway 61, Revisited. The Demon, How to Sell Your Soul, Can It Be Done? It's time to gear up for springtime, spring break. Arvada Army Navy Surplus. Love the place. They've been serving customers in Old Town, Arvada since 1984. Great spring break deals going on right now. Get men's swimsuits, Hawaii shirts uh, for $14.99. A genuine canvas travel kit bag for $8.99. Mention the ad. Get 20% off selected sunglasses, 15% off of water bottles. And, buy. and I had to learn about this. I, mean, I was with, um, with Chris, the does everything for us in recording sessions and he said hydro flask and uh all that these name these name bottles water bottles are are terrific he said look they're the best great discount on ocean beach travel belts and they're called darn tough socks my socks are from these guys and steven and his staff highly knowledgeable will assist you in finding all the gear you need for spring break the store is so cool check them out you'll never want to leave once you step Foot inside of Army Navy surplus in Arvada. Historical military gear is on the wall. Take your kids and grandkids. Everybody walks around. Look at this. Look at this. Stop by and see them. Old Town Arvada. Check them out. ArvadaSurplus.com. That's ArvadaSurplus.com. All right, Lou, what do you want to do here, buddy? You want to want to rock and roll? You want to take us one more call? The man says, let's go here. Hank, you're on the radio show. It's Saturday morning. Good morning. Hi, Pete. How you doing? Brother, I'm good, man. Thank you. Good. I'm not sure if you remember me, your fellow thespian, when we were doing the Shining Stephen King. Oh, man. You know, (laughs) you're talking about selected out of nowhere. Stephen, I ended up in the television version of The Shining uh, because of... Right. I was an extra there, remember? No, of course. In the meeting scene. And and so Stephen King came to the studio. It's a highlight. And Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about... Because I... The Shining is about recovery, really, from a cocaine addiction and an alcohol addiction. And um, so Mick is with him, Mick Garris, who we go back, and uh, we started talking about sobriety after the show was over. And he said and he said to Mick, he said, uh, and he looked at me first, he said, did you ever run an AA meeting? And I said, I have. And he looks at Mick, he said, who's, you know, like, who's running the AA meeting that, remember, my, Jack goes to the AA meeting. And right. he, he said, "You want run, he said, well, you want to run the meeting?" And I, wow! So I, I, am in, I I'm in that movie as a uh, yeah. I do remember that, Hank. Right. Hey, man. Right. Yeah. Right. I was sitting right next to Stephen Weber. Oh yeah. I didn't even recognize him, and then he stands up, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> well, the weird thing is, because they were doing the makeup stuff, and so right. the, in that trailer were all these horrible, horrible masks and stuff like that and i'm in one chair getting a hairdo and this guy and so we start talking you know what are you doing what do you do and we're talking and i said so what are you doing in this movie he said i'm the star <laughs> oh, Stephen weber Stephen right? weber <laughs> show you right. how, how smart i really am i said so what do you what do you said i'm i'm the star of the of the movie and i said you're playing jack torrance because uh, it was like that's one of my favorite books and uh right because it, it really is about recovery and he loses his yeah. It's fight. Anyhow, so we called about making a deal. Go ahead. Right, right. So here's the story. So in 1980, uh, you know, I'm a, a young kid, you know, late teens, early 20s, rock and roll band. And Barry Faye had a conference, you there know, you come and meet Barry Faye. 
I forget where. So me and some other, uh, you know, would be uh, rock and rollers are sitting with Barry and Barry holds up a, a cassette case. Okay. And he goes, what will you give up to get into this little box? And I said, uh, Mr. Faye, thank you. I appreciate your time, but I'm going to pass. And he looked at me and he said, Hank, you made a wise decision. Faye. That's a great Faye story. Very Faye. Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. I knew him well. Um, yeah. Wow. And, and then real quick, Pete, I, I have an uh, urban legend on Bob Dylan real fast. You'll love this. Please. Uh, I've heard this a couple of times. So apparently Bob Dylan actually lived, this is 1960, 61, I think. He lived on 16th and Race in Capitol Hill. Huh. And he actually went and played at the Squire Lounge, which is still there today on the corner of Colfax and, oh, what is it? Like Williams, you know, down that gotcha. area, right? And so he plays and the manager goes, Kid, you suck. You're oh, yeah. out of here. And that's wrong. Oh, oh, you've heard the story. No, I, I mean, I heard early on in his career. Right. He was told right. he sucked so, all the time. Yeah. Right. So he's here in Denver. He gets thrown out of the squire. Wait for it. The following year, Blown in the Wind comes out. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that. Right. Yeah, everybody thinks it was Peter, Paul, and Mary. No, Bob Dylan wrote that. Right. And he also wrote... Um, uh, Oh God! What uh, Watchtower? Uh, all, all along the Watchtower. Uh, right. I always thought Jimmy Hendrix no, wrote that. Dylan, no, it's Dylan. Dylan. Dylan wrote it. And I, and I really like Dylan's version way better than Hendrix. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Hendrix is somebody that's on the list of sold or soul. Oh, really, Hendrix? Yeah, okay. he's, he's on the you know yeah. the, the potential list of 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 soul sellers. Was then who? I mean, Jimi Hendrix is like <laughs> right. And the first time you heard any of that stuff, Electric right. electric Lady Land, what was the first first of those? And they just blew you out. What was this? But Dylan, right. I, when, when I first heard Dylan, and it was it was Dylan had, you know, was acoustic, and then he made everybody mad because he started playing electric guitar. And, right. And uh, there was a, where was he when he was, when he p- came out with the electric guitar? Was, he was in, where, he was in, um, in California at the uh, at the folk festival in California, I think is where he was. Or I may, right? Wasn't it, that like in the eighties? No, no, it was in the sixties. No, no. When he picked up the electric, wasn't that like no. the eighties? Because he already always did acoustic. I thought. No, when he came out with an electric guitar. Oh, and, okay. And uh, and he played like those. The one became Bob Dylan. I mean, he'd really be really right. Um, because before that, I mean, he was, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Dylan fan, just you know, incredible. And, right. But I, but I think right. it's one electric. Thanks, Hank, man. It's good to hear your voice. A couple old guys. Thanks. Good time. Be safe. Okay. All right. 303-696-1971. Can you sell your soul to the devil? And it rolls out of all of these open lines shows and there's great calls. You want to, now. It's time? All right, it's Lou's birthday. 67 will be the high and windy. Tomorrow, Sunday, 55 and 42 on Monday. It's March the 2nd. And Dick Crack at 10 and the shoot. You can go to the website, 710knus.com. And uh, actually, Lou put this one together. Had this guy on, Michael DeMail, who was a former CIA guy and worked for John McCain. And we do a half an hour together, and it's real good stuff. Modestly, he says... We'll take a turnaround. Can you sell your soul to the devil? 
Dorian Gray, Dr. Faust, Joe Kennedy, who else? 710 KNUS. Clapton is God, as someone once said. Play that, turn it up, Luke. Crank it. Ginger Baker, where are they going? Eric Clapton, the cream. Down to Rosedale. Making it up. 710 KNUS, can you sell your soul to the devil? That's a take on Robert Johnson. 710 KNUS, Denver's talk station, 67. The high today and windy tomorrow, 55. Have you ever uttered that that phrase, I'd, I'd sell my soul? Have you ever wondered if it's possible, the historical beliefs that they will say yes? The Faustian deals, back to the to the pagan legends, the basics of the of the world's most uh, desperate ideas. Oftentimes, I would sell my soul. John Caldera had made a really, really good remark about it, and it brings up all these different parts of it. Selling your soul. We we're talking again about Ro- the legendary Robert Johnson. So, seven ten K in U.S. Back to the phones we go. We go to Mary. Mary, thank you. Good morning. You're on the show. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm a long-time listener. I just tuned in. Uh, real quick, you remember about 30 years ago when you, um, on the radio, about 5.30 in the morning, when you went to the Platte River and interviewed uh, homeless people that lived in cardboard box? Oh, sure. I lived. Uh, we lived uh, for four days. Um, there yeah. had some two guys from Channel 7 and myself. Yeah, and remember what they said? They said, uh, I remember, because they said, leave us alone, we like it here. Oh, very much so. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to mention that. No, anyway, I, getting back, okay. go ahead. No, you say, go ahead, please. Oh, uh, well, I, you can say whatever you want, but I wanted to mention that to you, because I used to listen to you, you know, going to work. But anyway, um, on your subject here this morning, uh, yes, you certainly can sell your soul to the devil now. Uh, let me let me tell you. I, you'll have to excuse me because I'm a, a Bible thumper. Please, okay? no, go go ahead, please. Yeah. So in Romans one, uh, I think nineteen twenty twenty one, it says that God get, gives certain people over to a reprobate mind. Number one, okay. And in Proverbs it says, "As a man thinketh, so is he." And um, also, a couple of the the deadly seven deadly sins if i could stop you because of getting ready for the show which was like a two-week project the bible has no instances of all at all at all bears a better way to say that of a person selling his soul to satan it never it's there's no part of the bible that makes that whether it's old testament or new testament now satan has power satan seeks to deceive uh, God has provided means of defending. Satan's power is limited by God. But there's not a moment in the Bible, and I'm not an expert, I'm just a reader, the Bible has no instances of a person selling his soul to, to the devil. Um, yes, you're very, you're very yeah. right. And as far as there being a certain time where you actually sell it, no. But I was just giving instances to where certain things, you know, if you put things in your mind... It comes out garbage in, garbage mm-hmm. out. So there can't be like uh, like we were, you were talking about Joe Kendi, but he had uh, greed and he had lust. He had lust for money. He had greed. But what I'm saying is, you can get to a point where those things keep coming in your mind, and you can actually uh, act like and be a part of 
Satan. Uh, as far as there being a certain moment that you actually have a ritual and sell your soul, then I would say no. But others say yes. If you, again, this was a, I'm, I mean, I had the best time reading all this stuff. But uh-huh. it, it, if you, it goes back into when, when pagans ran Europe and there was, you know, there was a, there was a dark and there was a, there was a, a light. Uh, they didn't have a they didn't have a a, a Satan character. Uh, Satan doesn't really appear till much later. But uh-huh. the first time that Satan in, in the in the Old Testament is when Satan appears to tempt to tempt Eve. Then he then you don't see him again for a long time. And then in New Testament he is there again. And that's really where the the power of all this comes together. Again, I, I'm, I'm not an expert, only a reader with apologies to uh, anyone who has done much better work than I have. But So to ask you, because we're ready to break, can you sell your soul to the devil? And by the way, <laughs> can, can, you, can, you, can you get it back once you make the deal? And after you make the deal, can you get it back? I, uh, yeah, I, God's always ready for his children to repent. Yes, you can get it back. Fair enough. Good to hear your voice. Thank you, ma'am. All right, what we're going to do is break, have Dick Wadhams on the show. He's had a rough week on talk radio. Then we'll come back to this. Selling your soul. And great calls and great text messaging as well. We'll get a chance to do all of that. Let me read these. Um, Let me see. It says, where do you think the Bilderberg is? Well, the Bilderberg is a hotel. Um, The Bilderbergers are that group. But the Bilderberg is a hotel, and uh, that's why it was uh, the was they they called him the the Black Prince uh, of the Netherlands, and he pulls that first get together, and every single thing that was in the rooms was burnt. They burnt the notes. They hid it out. Bernard was his name, Prince Bernard, and so that's what this is. The Bilderberg. It's a hotel. I'm surprised that you would let those Palestinians come on the show. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of anger about the Palestinians appearing. Well, that's what talk radio should be doing. All right, Lou, you ready to pull the pin on it? 67 will be the high. It's going to be windy. A couple of minutes with uh, Dick Wadhams coming up and then back. Can you sell your soul to the devil? Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. 